Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks. And before we uh, get started with the show, I just want to tell you how you can participate with us and uh, co-host of the show. You can reach us by Road to Damascus. That's Road the number two Damascus at iCloud.com, as well as Road to Damascus on Instagram and Twitter. You can reach me personally at Brock800 on Instagram. You can reach Shonda at Rushing4 on Instagram. You can reach Lauren at That Lauren Show on Instagram. Or you can reach Stefan at Stefan Cal G on Instagram. So if you'd like to reach out to us, you got show topics or want to discuss anything we've discussed, always feel free to reach out to us. And without further ado, let me introduce the people that's going to be helping me stir the, stir the pot today. We have a returning champion, a voice that we have not heard in a while, ladies and gentlemen. Say what's up to that girl, Lauren. Hey, oh, my goodness. We had to go in the attic and dust off some shelves and move some boxes to go find her. And, of course, the one who drops the nuggets, the gems, the diamonds, the pearls, the one, the only, the returning Jeopardy champion, Rabbi. Say what's up, Rabbi. Say what's up. I'm just glad to be a part of the team. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, Stefan isn't with us today. He's finishing up some personal projects, but he's with us in spirit, and I know he's uh, wish he can be here with us. So today's topic, what in the hell? I just wanted to say that because <laughs> we've been waiting to say that. <laughs> right, right. What in All the hell? Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I just got to say, one day I'm just—I know we did a a, a, um, a freestyle show one day, but one day I'm not even going to tell. Them. I'm just going to cut the mics on about what we talk about before the show. Now it's going to definitely have to be some heavy editing <laughs> because we we don't want people to get offended. Yes, we do. <laughs> Cause there's certain, cause we use names. Some noise <laughs> is always necessary. Right. right. But, um, what in the hell do we talk about hell too much as a church or have, do we not talk about hell enough as a church or should it be emphasized more? What say ye Shonda? I say we raise enough hell, but we certainly don't talk about it enough. <sighs> All right. Look, you coming out the, you coming out the gate, like you coming out the gate. That's because I'm back. Oh, that's oh, what exactly. Oh, she you feel you you feeding off <laughs> yes. Lauren that energy. Yes. Okay, because she just two minutes ago said she felt some shade. <laughs> <laughs> she said she felt some shade in here. So, what about what say you, Lauren? I agree with Shonda. We literally talk about everything else, but hell. Hell is real. Absolutely. And <laughs> <laughs> so you believe we raise it, absolutely, yes. but we don't talk about it. No, we don't talk about it. So let me ask: Do you felt like that's been a culture shift within the church? Because maybe twenty years, I felt like that's all we talked about was hell. I and think that's part of it. You know, uh, I, I think in in an effort to move away from tradition, we've created another tradition. 
we used to talk about hell to the point where you knew it was real and you didn't want to go. We've watered that down so much trying to get away from tradition that nobody's really focusing on not going to hell anymore. As a matter of fact, more people think it's not even real or people are starting to think, well, hell is now. It's it's on it's on earth. We're living it now. That no, Carlton Pearson mm-hmm. right. when when he lost half of his church. Right. Like, no, you're not. It's separation from God. You have not experienced that walking on the, on this earth. If you're still alive and, and can make a different choice, you haven't experienced it yet. You're not experiencing hell because you're having a bad time. You're not experiencing you're not going through hell just because you are suffering from your consequences. That's not hell. Okay, man, I've, Lauren, you need to come back more often because she He's dropping. Excited. Your... I'm here. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's what like it is. Girl magic. That's what it is. Oh, that's come what on, it is. Now. Oh, that's what it you is. You here by yourself, so oh, we gotta hey, represent. Hey, but we you know, you said. know, I can bring the thunder if I need to bring the thunder. Um, so so let me ask you guys this because I've I've I've, I've wrestled with this internally because. Jesus' ministry was a ministry of relationship and bringing people into relationship with him. So we didn't experience hell. Right. And I felt like that we don't do even enough relational talk when it comes to having a relationship with Christ. But I, so it's oftentimes I don't try to, it's not necessarily that I avoid when I am talking to people hell because I, if the topic comes up, I'll definitely discuss it. But I find myself personally not necessarily discussing hell a lot when I'm ministering to people or trying to help them. Do you think that it's important to do it when you're just ministering to people every day or or is that more saved for church and Bible study and Sunday services? No, I think that it should be discussed just as often as we discuss salvation. Because if you don't discuss hell, then you are giving off the perception that it's not real. So you tell non-believers, believers, all of the good things that come with Christ, but then you don't tell them about what happens if you decide not to follow if Christ. If you reject Christ. It's, that's, that's living in a fantasy world. That's not real. Especially the young people. Like I have younger brothers, and I tell them all the time, you keep living like that, you're going to go to hell. Right. And they, they look at me like, I ain't going to hell. But if you don't make a decision, you're going to hell. None of us are exempt from going to hell if we don't get it together. I agree. I think we should discuss it as often as necessary, as often as we discuss heaven. We make... Heaven. But see, I don't even discuss heaven that much. Person, I'm just talking about me. Mm-hmm. I I just talk about relate my 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 key to bringing people in the fold uh-huh. is relationship. Okay. Be- because at the end of the day, I can't make you make a choice. Right. So I I lay out the options. Okay. This is your life with Christ. This is your life without Christ. Now we know life without Christ will eventually lead to that. But I try to sprinkle some things in, you know what I'm saying, Lauren? Like just sprinkle a little bit. I, I'm not going to browbeat you with heaven or hell. What I'm about browbeat you with is relationship. You get what I'm saying, Shonda? I do. So, um, 
So from Even that sense. Even if we took it from your from your standpoint, okay. we were just going to talk about it from a relational standpoint. We could give the pros and cons of relationship. Absolutely. You know, this is what happens when you build this wonderful relationship, you know, with, with me or with you. Let's take our relationship. It's a beautiful relationship. It's a beautiful relationship. I love you, Shonda. I love you back. And I love the both of y'all. And, and we, we love, love you. you <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. There's benefits of establishing that relationship. Like, we have really good communication. It's honest. It's blunt. You know, it's there are no gray areas. You know, No, no lies detected like that no. meme shows. <laughs> yeah, no lies at all. We're very honest with each other. So the communication is great. So we're able to have fun together. We're able to laugh. We're able to talk about the gamut of things. We Our conversations are so good. We could talk for hours, and it seems like it's been minutes. Absolutely. If I need you, I don't think twice about whether or not you would be there for me. Absolutely. You no, know, I don't think twice about it. Like if I, I know I could call on you. I know that I can depend on you because that's the relationship that we've established. Absolutely. The opposite of that would be if I violate that or if I didn't build that relationship with you, there's another side where there is no communication. There is no dependability. There's no need in me relying on you because I haven't established that type of relationship with you. I don't know you like that. You don't know me like that. You don't know if I'm honest. You wouldn't know um, if I was legit in my request. You wouldn't know if I was trying to use you just for what you could give. None of that would be known. So when I call you, you wouldn't answer. Absolutely. It's no different. You can be on this wonderful side of this relationship with God where you've established this communication that's not just there when you need something. I talk to you all the time. He knows when you need something because you've talked to him all the time. It's like Adam. He's here all the time in the cool of the, of the day. He shows up on time every time. But then you can also be on that other side of him when I will laugh at you in your calamity. You could also be on that other side of him with the place that I have prepared. You're not welcome. Like Adam. Like Adam. <laughs> so, hey. It's up to you to choose what side you want to be on, that side where there's this loving relationship that you have and there's a prepared place for you when this realm is over. Or you can choose to go a path where you are separated from him forever. Different place also prepared for you. Well, you I don't want to go to that place. Want. Yeah, you can choose how you want to rest. I don't want to wait until the end to rest in peace. We should be able to rest in peace right now. That's facts. Based on that relationship. Okay, man, you just broke that down like a 30-odd six, like my yeah. uncle down south used to say. So let me ask you this. No, I said <laughs> uncle. <laughs> well, you know I can do a little country voice if I need to. You know, I got a little bit of that in me. But uh, <laughs> let me ask you, Lauren. So – how should we discuss hell, in your opinion? Like how, like how should the church discuss it? How should we discuss it? In with should we just discuss it as if you ain't living right, you're going to hell, or if you because absolutely we know some of the things that you can do to go to hell. The Bible tells us, but there are some areas where it's like 
would that make me go to hell? Because I think a lot of things that we didn't do, people didn't do because they were just afraid to go to hell. And when, when you aren't doing something out of fear, it's not always a good thing because it can lead to when you don't have that fear anymore, you go to the way opposite end spectrum. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So how do you think we should discuss it when we talk about hell? Well, for starters, we need to be honest. Um, when we go out in the world, the world is not going to tiptoe around anything that's going on. So we shouldn't do that either. We literally need to be honest. This is what the Bible tells us, that if we do this, we're going to go to hell. Now, yes, there is a large spectrum of things that might fall under that category. However, and I actually was having a conversation with my sister about this, about like some people listen to secular music. And as a believer, some believers believe you can't listen to secular music. Like that's continue to hell. However, what's the difference between listening to secular music or thinking about it? Got it. Well, it's almost like um, when the Bible says, if you look at a person in lust, you've committed it in your heart. Right. You haven't. You don't even have to have done it. Exactly. So I believe when discussing hell, it starts with honesty, and it starts with really meeting the person where they're at. A non-believer or a, a new believer in Christ, you may not be able to go to them and say, look, if you do this, you're going to hell, because that may scare them off. But believers that know better and they've been in the game, for a long time. Much known, much required. Yeah, you going to hell because you know better. So I, I just think that you have to play it by ear and actually see who you're dealing with. But I don't think we should be walking on eggshells because that's not realistic. What do you think, Rabbi? I would approach it, <clears throat> excuse me, I would approach it from this, from this aspect. Just like right now, there's a separation of people who choose to follow Christ. From, from people who don't. None of us build our entire circle with people who don't believe as we do. Now, let me give a caveat to that. I have some people on my team who just might, they just might cuss, they just might shoot you. Um, I think everybody need a killer because I can't, I can't. Wait. You know you're talking about me, right? Me yeah, too. you did. I, I mean, I'm just, oh, I'm just, man, I'm just Sean, saying. We're gonna put our business out there. I go. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the killer. Okay. Lauren will cuss you out in a New York minute. Okay. I mean, and just, then I turn around and say, "I love you behind it." And God <laughs> right. bless. You know, we all got some people who will kill you on your birthday. Okay. Right now, but for the most part, come out from among them and be separate. Said says the Lord. That's on this side. I would tell people, like, hey, how you are supposed to live on this side is the same way it is on the other side. There's a place prepared that keeps those who followed Christ separate from those who didn't. You have the choice what group you want to be in because it's not for me to make you decide. Just like now, I can't make you decide. You just need to know however you decide here determines where you reside there. Okay. Well, we can't make people feel like it's not real. And that's my problem that we make it seem like it's not a real place. Nah, you don't have to worry about going there for real. Cause every funeral I've, I've ever been to 
somebody they they put them in heaven. Oh no, we eulogize people they to preach heaven. They you in heaven. R- write that yeah. now because I'm gonna come back to that. That Which point you just made. The point you just made about we don't make it seem like a real place. Write that down. I'm gonna come back to that. Okay. But I want to come back to something Lauren said. Lauren had brought up about, and I guess it was through our back and forth, Lauren, you brought up about when we discuss it with people, we don't need to walk on eggshells, and we can talk about, like some people believe, if you listen to secular music, you're going to hell, or things like that. So that's where I kind of want to start to take the conversation, because that's where, to me, it becomes a dicey situation okay. because we know we grew up our churches, your church, my church, Lawrence church. Lauren went to Clinton street, Bethlehem temple growing up. Um, Shonda went to greater Bethlehem temple in Mississippi, in Mississippi. And I went to unity temple and Solomon's temple here in the area. And they talked about hell, but they made you think everything you did was sending you to hell. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to the movies. Women couldn't wear jeans. Makeup, earrings. Makeup, earrings. Right. Um, pants. Pants. Like Shonda's cut haircut. Hair. Yep. Shonda's haircut with uh. Don't have no color. Shonda, right. you got color in your hair? Yeah. I do too. Red lipstick, red fingernail favorite. polish. <laughs> you, you you had to wear the kitty heels because if anything was above two inches on the heel. Yeah. Um... I mean, am I missing anything in that? So I barely could get an education. You could barely go to college. And if you did, you better not pledge. Don't do that. Right. I just wrote a paper about that too, Shonda. Yeah. About what? About women not being equal to men. Okay. Well, we can come back to that on another topic. We had discussed that. Mm -hmm. But so when you think about all the things that we were taught and shown growing up, can you kind of see a little bit where people was like, look, we told folks everything they was doing was going to hell. Mm-hmm. Everything ain't sending you to hell. But that's right. scaring people into doing what's right. Right. And that's not relationship. Yeah. So relationship. I love that word. It but, was kind of two-sided. But you, <laughs> because they took everything. They took everything Literally. away. You know, everything was wrong. But it made you focus you know, it took your focus off of all those distractions and it made you really run after God. Like it was some of the best times, you know, some of the closest times. One, you was praying because you couldn't do nothing else. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. You was reading your word because you, get, you yeah. couldn't do nothing else. You couldn't. That was all you could do. That's why I have the foundation that I have right now. That's why you're just not going to tell me anything. That's why you're not going to miseducate me with scripture because I had to spend time with it because that's all I had. Absolutely. So <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> can you understand where people would have then kind of got out the hell business? Absolutely. So how do we balance that out? Because we went from everything going to send you to hell to nothing going to send you to hell because through grace, <laughs> I can do whatever. That grace message, man. <laughs> It's so wonderful. Get ticky tacky. Yes, because you can stretch that grace, the grace all of God the way out. Yeah, to the point where you you you'll be in trouble. Like you start to disciple yourself in your own voice. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you have just taken this grace thing and have run. Now you're now 
discipling yourself in your own voice. You're no longer listening to God anymore. You're mm-hmm. no longer being directed by God anymore. And you can tell when it happens because now nothing you do is wrong. Nothing's wrong. Everything's right. Because I we're got under grace. grace. I got grace. Yeah. What? I know yeah. that I'm far under the heaven category. Right. Like, you <laughs> can't just keep doing that. Like, wait a minute. That's not what grace is for. Shall I continue in sin? That grace may abound. God, God forbid. forbid. Absolutely. So, again, what then what do we do? How do we start to get a, a balance? Because I've, I've mentioned on this podcast before, we do not, us as people, do not know how to course correct. We go from one extreme to the, to the next. We never, it's, it's never a, 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 a just a slight turn. It's always a 180. Mm-hmm. Complete about <laughs> faith. It's like, we used to do this. Everything was sending you to hell. Now we're doing this. Nothing sending you to hell. Ain't nobody tell you. could have just went 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. Little, you know, anybody who did geometry, A squared plus B squared equals C squared, Pythagorean theorem. You know, you could have just did a little slight 45 degree mm-hmm. turn. But no, we did a complete 180. Yeah. So because of that 180, the business of hell isn't really discussed as much. So the thing is, how do we get out of this conundrum? It, what would, all right, let me ask y'all this. What would be, Starting with you, Shonda, then you, Lauren. What? How would you balance it? First thing you have to. Do, first thing I think you would have to do is get rid of the business model for church. It's a business model. The currency has become money and not souls. If you preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. The word can do the work because it's the word that changes people's hearts. It's the love of God that we show through being his word that changes people's hearts. We've gotten away from that. Now we're just trying to keep the numbers right. We're trying to keep the money right. We're trying to keep the members right. We want everybody to be happy. We don't want nobody to be offended. I don't know how you do it because I have read the word and been offended. Nobody was saying anything. I have read it and been convicted. I've read it and been offended. I've read it and been mad and close it up and walk away. I need a minute. So how is it that that can happen when you're just reading in your private time, but when you're preaching it, it never happens? Either you're watering it down on your own, or you're just not getting a good message. Watered down Kool-Aid ain't good either. No, it's It's not. not. You want that spoon to stand up in it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So we've got to start telling the truth. Nothing is going to correct the lie other than the truth. Lauren? I agree with what Shonda said. I would add that as us as believers, not just putting it on ministers, us as believers, we have to first convict ourselves and say to ourselves, do I know hell was real? Do I believe that there is a hell? Because you can't talk about something that you don't believe, right? So you can't walk around and in your mind and say, Oh, because I have grace, I'm going to heaven. And you live however you want to live. You have to be real with yourself so when it comes to another person, you can say, I am no different than you. If I don't get whatever I have going on personally, I'm going to be in hell with you. Instead of making it seem like, because a lot of times people are not going to listen to a person that is not going to be real. 
Don't talk to me when you standing up here making it seem like you perfect and, oh, my, my seat in heaven is secure. But in reality, none of our seats are secure until we make it there. That's facts. facts. That's facts. No, I, I agree with, I mean, I, y'all just dropping gems. I agree with everything that y'all say. I just look at it as, so personally, how I think is, and it's funny because when Lauren brought up relationship, I felt vindicated and mm. speared a little bit. No, but I'm just, <laughs> no, but, no, but, you know, but I like I said, I just wrestle with those type of things because I believe hell is real and I'm very transparent about my relationship with God, the things I struggle with, the things that I wish I can overcome. You know, I, I like David and Paul is my people because I see what they dealt with. And I know, cause I see what David was dealing with, with his flesh. And I see what Paul was dealing with, with his walk. And you know, that, which I shouldn't do. I find myself doing that, which I should. I don't oh wretched man that I am, but it, it's one of those things where, the old and because I don't always I try to check myself from the standpoint I don't want to be a contrarian to 50 years ago because of how hard they were because there were some good things that they were doing 50 years ago right. that would serve us good for today like but fasting. It, fasting and but but that self-righteousness yeah. was the thing that really destroyed a lot of people right. was you acting like you better than people you acting like you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, you know, and bring it back to Carlton Pearson because Carlton Pearson, to me, his revelation came more out of pain and hurt because his grandfather died. And because they was old school, they wasn't eulogizing his granddaddy to hell. They pretty much told him his granddaddy. was. I mean, eulogized him to heaven. heaven. They pretty much told him his granddaddy was going to hell. And that affected him because it's like, Somebody I love, you just told me that this person is going to hell. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 let me just say this before we continue. Lauren, Shonda, Brock, or anybody walking this earth don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody That's in. Absolutely. So I cannot eulog I cannot eulogize or pray anybody to heaven, just like I cannot condemn or damn anybody to hell. That is not Jesus said, let the wheat and the tear grow together, he'll do the separating. So the, our conversation isn't about who we think should go to heaven, who we think should go to hell, but should we discuss it more? Because hell is a is an option. It's on the t- it's definitely on, on the, the table. table. <laughs> it's def- blue button red, button. <laughs> right? It's, right. It's, <laughs> you know, it's like Morpheus with the blue pier, red yes, pier. You know, th- there is a choice, yes. and what choice are you gonna make? But so we're not trying to push or condemn anybody to any place or uplift anybody to a other any other place, but. We just have to have these discussions. So back to my original point, I feel as though that when what we need to do is definitely be honest with people, but we need to be honest with people in a way of building their relationship. Because at the end of the day, I, what you think is right and was wrong doesn't matter if I think something different is right, right or wrong. Right. We have the word and the conviction of the Holy Spirit that tells us was right and wrong. And that's where the relationship part comes. So that's why I try to address the relationship part, because my thing is, is once you have a true relationship with Christ, you don't have to be told what's right and wrong. The spirit will convict you. Okay. Quick. Like when when I put a dress on, that's a little too short. 
He gonna say, no, don't wear that. Don't wear that. Come I on. I mean, my husband gonna say it, but <laughs> the Holy Spirit gonna say it first. It's funny how sometimes the Holy Spirit <laughs> sounds like your mama, your <laughs> yeah. husband, your wife, don't your boy. You know how it's funny. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how it sounds like that from right. time to time. But you understand what I'm saying? Like the the that part is the part that I try to get people to understand mm-hmm. is that I can't, I can't give you, I'm not going to list the 435 laws mm-hmm. that would have, because I tell people this all the time. When, when we do the law conversation and Shonda brought this up, when we did the law conversation, if you broke one, you broke them all. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter which one, but you broke them all. But we only discussed the popular ones. So, we needed grace from that standpoint, and that's what people don't understand. Really, the grace was because it was so many laws that if you broke one, we was all going. We was all going. I was going to well, gonna meet y'all there, okay? Right. <laughs> hey, hey, you hear what's up? We <laughs> dapping each other. Up. Good <laughs> right. to see you. Like it's a good old time. <laughs> you understand so, what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I just think that the relational part from that standpoint becomes important because you you have to get people to understand. That once that conviction of the spirit come, because I can I can tell you it's been times where I've been, I'm talking right there, ready to go there. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about my mouth won't even open. I'd be like, oh, I know. Well, I'm still working on that, y'all. <laughs> so pray for me. Well, we'll pray for your tongue, but I'm just yeah, saying. Hallelujah. But I'm just saying, in anything, I mean, like, like, be, and we can be honest, we, yeah, we oh, always yeah, are. Absolutely. Yeah. How many times you just ready to haul off to slap somebody? All the time. Oh, yeah. And the Holy Spirit be like, and, and I'm, I'm talking that. about your hand is cocked and in the he position. Say, don't you do that. And it's almost like you can't even swing your arm because the Holy yeah. Spirit, like, I'm not going to even gonna, gonna go there. Because I had, a, I'm not going to say what the conversation was, but I have a conversation with my son this week mm-hmm. who, told me that there is something he's thinking about doing mm-hmm. and and it's a certain kind of lifestyle and I looked at him and I said that's not gonna work out for you he was like what do you mean I said you've been prayed over too much you've been dedicated back to God I said the one thing that God does is God to let us get to a certain point and then we just can't go no yeah, further like <laughs> like like, on your face. like, like God to be like yeah, you've been prayed over too much. Yeah, you've like, been like giving back to it. me. Right. You've been I marked. I didn't let yeah. you dip your toe in there, but I ain't uh-huh. letting you swim in it. Yeah. Right. Now, you didn't dip your toe enough, so come on back. Mm-hmm. Right. And when he call you back, that's... that's Ooh, you got to go. <laughs> you better go sit down in that corner Whether you and don't want you to move. Or not. Yeah. And when he call you back, you might mm-hmm. not be on this side of the grass mm-hmm. to enjoy right. the call back. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. But I just told him, I said... God don't, because I know there's things that you've done, Shonda, mm-hmm. that you've done, Lauren, mm-hmm. that I've done, that God let you dip your toe in it. He gave you seven years, Shonda. Yeah, and then I he dipped, said, I dipped, I dived in. It wasn't toes head first. Splash, cannonball. And he just sat there and looked at you and was like, what is you doing? Right, Shaking his like, head like the memes serious? be like, really, Shonda? God be up there like this. You know what I mean? And I, lo- I love God. I love him not only for even protecting me while I swam. <laughs> you ain't need no life jacket or no. nothing. You know, I, I love him because he knows why we do the things that we do. And I think that's the piece that people miss. 
which is why you don't have the authority to put anybody in heaven because you look at somebody and to you, you think they're living right. You, you think, oh, they're on their way to heaven and God's saying, you, you have no idea what their heart is like. Mm-hmm. By the same token, you look at somebody and you think, oh, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell of actually making it mm-hmm. to heaven and God says, oh, but their heart mm-hmm. is so pure, you'll never be able to understand it. That's why. That's why you're not in, in charge of the gate. To either one. That's why Noah wasn't in control of the ark. All you do is get everybody in. I'm going to close the door. Because you're going to hear the screams and think. Yeah, But they had the same opportunity. Which is why you can't stretch grace. Like you think you can. Because of all the people who still wanted to get in. When God shut that door. That was it. It was it. He didn't open it back up because they were crying and, and hell's the same way. You're not going to get out because you're crying. You're not going to get out because yeah, some, you didn't some, intend some, to go. Some Man, you're not going to get out because you didn't mean to do it. It's a done deal. I gave you all three of them. I'm about to my two I'm, about, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, hey, you, hey, hey, I almost feel like just ending it right okay, there because you just. Because you just. Man, because you know, the fact that you. I wouldn't even have put that together. When he closed that door, oh, everybody over. wanted to get on that boat. Mm-hmm. The, the people who mocked and laughed. Yeah. I mean, rain. What is rain? What, yeah. what you, what, it's it's going to water just going to fall from the sky. What? Right. A, like, Noah done lost his mind. Yeah. He building some big boat and and, and, and whatever. Stay away from right. him. Yeah, he, right. he on that he stuff. crazy man. He but on that stuff. same people will be standing outside asking you to open the door when they finally see the rain is coming. And that's why God has to be in control because Noah would have opened the door and let them. But God said no. When he has said that that's enough, it ain't enough power in the room of bishops to get you another (laughs) inch when God say that's it. Okay. Mm. You're taking your own chance. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? You're taking your own chances. Man. Mm. That was good. That was no, that, great, that, that, that was that was that was I didn't know what was gonna come out. Man, mm. but that's but that's because you love him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, and that's what he gives you when you love him. Relationship. 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 That's the key. That's gonna roll to Damascus, starring relationship. Relationship. <laughs> because because at the end of the day, I feel that that's the 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 important thing is the relationship. And you know, I've I've talked about that. Yes. More than once is a relationship, like. The fact that y'all come and do this podcast with me is based on relationship. Like y'all got stuff y'all can be doing when we recording. Y'all got lives and families and things like that. But the fact that y'all have a relationship with me and y'all have fun doing it, that y'all come out and do it. So I appreciate that. So, so back to hell, what in the hell? (laughs) So what did I have you write down Shonda that I want to come back to? We don't make hell seem like a real place. About hell being a real place. Famous line from one of my favorite movies. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist. Right. Usual suspects. For those who don't know, great movie, Sizer oh. Co. Cozy, you ever seen that, Lauren? Oh. No, I'm a little you too young for Lauren, that. listen you to me. Lauren, I'm text telling you. Text it to me, text it to me. Lauren, I'm going to text you the name of the movie. I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it, and your mouth is going to be a gape. I'm going to watch it. I'm telling her, Shonda. I'm going to watch it. Oh. <laughs> it's good like yes. that. Yes. I don't have to watch the trailer on the way home. <laughs> so, we don't even think the devil is real. I know we don't. And he's let, in the Bible. Let alone. <laughs> we read it. <laughs> let alone hell. Yeah. People are looking for 
pitchforks mm-hmm. and, and, and for horns. him to be red. Yeah. yeah, but he's beautiful. Yeah. He was an angel. A beautiful distraction. He was in charge of worship. So you can expect him, to, him, her to have a beautiful voice, to be so charming that you were just mesmerized. Al Pacino. Or seduced, you know, by their beauty. But you are looking for something else so you don't see it. Red it's flags red look like six face. flags when you're having fun. <laughs> but when that roller coaster drop off that cliff. Man, wait, 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 hey, let, let me get some, You got the noy noy on your hand okay, today. Rub my hands. Let me feel the, this, this voice. <laughs> the red Shut flags up. look like six flags when you having fun. Y'all, shout out to me. I got to write that okay. down. I got to. She stop. said put up a shut up today. <laughs> Hey man, this this like this like the seventy three win Bulls team. <laughs> I mean, you coming out like we we winning okay, it. Sonda. You like we marching straight to the championship. Ooh, we know who is fast. Was it four four four? I'm still hungry. Uh, okay. Woo. All right. Man. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. Six flags. Red flags look like six flags when you having fun. That ain't man, cool. that was man. You Ooh. you dropping. Jesus, you dropped that on my Instagram page. <laughs> oh shoot! But Quote no, by Shonda. <laughs> that's definitely going on the road to Damascus for page. Sure. For I sure, for sure. That's gonna be y'all. that's gonna you? that's gonna be your clip when I post on yes. Monday and I post a little clip. Man, I'm posting that that was about at the 37 minutes, okay. so I got to remember that when oh, I'm uh looking that, for these clips. Shonda, write that on your notebook. <laughs> I love this. But, 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 the, um, but about us not thinking hell is real when we don't even think Satan is real. Yeah, right. So how can we overcome that? Because, like, we don't even talk about Satan. And I know we did that topic before. But, Lauren, how, how do we overcome that? Well, if you don't believe in Satan. <laughs> they just close the book. Yeah, because you're not reading. I mean, right. what are you doing? You skimming through the pages? Because... It talks about it in the Bible. It even talks about hell in the Bible. It tells us that hell enlarges itself. So how can you preach the message that this doesn't exist or that there's something that you can just push away? It's it's not real. And I think that a lot of times we want to create these glass houses that pacifies people into number one bringing their money bringing the you yes. know just bringing their time like okay i'm not going to talk about this topic because if i do i know that it's going to make people uncomfortable but in the world that we live in if you're not uncomfortable then you're doing it wrong anyway there's no way that you can sit comfortably with everything that's going on on a consistent basis you should want to talk about my home. What I'm striving for is heaven. And what I'm trying to get away from is hell. Let me tell you how to get there. I mean, just what, what do they say? Um, some people believe like it's a the a holding place, purgatory. Yeah. yeah. That's a Catholic. No such Catholic thing, y'all. Thing. It's not. It's not. It, it's no such thing. If you anything, want, this... If anything, we're living in purgatory. This, I'm right. meaning, okay. this is the holding place where you decide where you going. Where you going? If if you want to be t- technical, exactly. And so it's it's like we just we gotta be real. 
and we have to put our emotions to the side and forget about who we're going to offend because right. you can offend someone talking about money all day. You can offend Absolutely. someone talking about grace or salvation or, how, I mean, some pastors talk about how to structure your finances. You can tell me how to structure my finances, but you can't tell me what's that state for my soul. Right. <laughs> Man, I got to step my game Welcome up. Welcome back. I, I ain't said nothing profound all day. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm messing with y'all. No, I listen to me. I, I'll say this, um, and and you put it so succinctly, Lauren. Like at the end of the day, one, you want everybody to like you, and you don't like everybody. Yeah. Right. So how you want everybody to like you when you don't like and everybody? You from the pulpit. Right. Second, well, you don't like yourself. Ooh, Shonda. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Second off, if you, if people come to your church and don't feel a little discomfort, then you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. Because Jesus had the 12 with him and they and was making them feel discomfort all the time. And then the crowd, remember when Jesus gave, after he fed the fishes and the loaves and he started to speak his message, what happened, Shonda? When he started to really get into the message. They started walking away. Why? Because he was keeping it all the way real. Right. And they were just there. And it requires change. To be fed. Right. Out of need. Mm-hmm. But not out of substance. Right. <laughs> they didn't recognize what the real need was. Born with another nugget, man. I'm, I'm telling y'all, it, it, it's Black History Month. But it's black woman magic in <laughs> okay, here today. Going crazy. Y'all enchanted today. Y'all, oh, I just see. You, y'all remember on uh, Chappelle's show when he said the first time he saw Rick James, it was like an aura. Yeah. <laughs> y'all got this aura around y'all today that y'all just going in. I mean, we just, I, you know, I just missed y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but we, we but, glad. I couldn't have step today. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you know, so at the end of the day. We have structured church in a way to just make people comfortable. Mm-hmm. And your comfort is going to send you to hell. Mm-hmm. You're going to be comfortable enough. I hope I hope you're comfortable enough to be in hell because that's all we're doing is make you comfortable for hell. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because at the end of the day, if you if you because we're not talking relationship and, and, and we continue to preach a prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Or where you come just to be healed. Because you know people I mean, I got people right now, they call me and say, oh, I need to go to church. I ain't feeling good. But you don't want to talk about nothing else. You right. don't want to talk about your soul salvation. But but, but a lot of times that sickness can be unforgiveness. That sickness can be stuff you but we don't doing, talk about but we don't that. talk about right. those. We don't like, talk about those and, things. And, and which we going to end up, I'm just thought of a t- show topic for later on. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's discouraging that, we have to have these discussions because these discussions don't happen. But I'm encouraged when I hear the things that you ladies say or other people that I'm talking to. Um, and I'll kind of um, how I'm going to do my closing statement is going to be based on that. But um, before we start wrapping it up here um, on our discussion about what in the hell, I just want to keep saying that. So Shonda can <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell <laughs> <laughs> so before we wrap it up let's put a bow on it Shonda what 
what would you, if I always put you in charge because you like to be in charge and you know, you, you good when we put you in charge. I know. You so I make Shonda the czar, <laughs> the czar of churches. And, 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 and Shonda's writing out what her expectations are and what she thinks that we should do to bring people in. What would be your chapter on hell and how we discuss it to, to the masses now? What would be my chap? What would I entitle the chapter? Well, you had entitled the chapter what the what in the hell? Okay, so give ask the question. Shonda's the czar of okay. churches, mm-hmm. and you're writing down different things that you feel as though that the body of Christ, the church needs to do to help the body of Christ. Okay. And you get to your chapter about discussing hell. Mm-hmm. You talked about relationship. You talked about love and grace and salvation. Now you get to hell because it's got to be a chapter on hell in there. Okay. How would you discuss that? How would you discuss that to them to be able to get it out to the masses in a way that's going to be beneficial? I would I would borrow one one of your favorite phrases from it is one of the greatest tricks of the enemy to convince of the devil to convince the world that he doesn't exist. But one of the surefire ways we as a church know that he does exist is that we have been lulled to sleep and have entered into this cycle of having the same service over and over and over again. So nothing changes, nothing moves. We do the same thing. We come in the same. We leave the same as if we have been convinced that he doesn't exist. The best thing we can do is to stop drinking the Kool-Aid because in a minute we will all end up like the Jim Jones crusade did. Sleep, dead, and in hell. And the best, the worst way to recognize that hell does exist is to wake up in it. <laughs> Man, that was a good one, Sean. I'm I'm proud of you today. I just want you to know that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Lauren, separate question for you. Because you're a praise and worship leader, but you got a word in you. You got. Oh, yes, you got you, you got it deep in your belly, deep. I know who your mama is, mm. so I know, and I know who your daddy is. Shana, you said that too quick for me. <laughs> okay, because she agree. She in agreement. She in agreement. Absolutely. It don't take that long. When you in agreement, do it take that long to agree? Not at all. So, Lauren, what would what would be your, especially because you deal a lot with the youth. And I think that the youth are the ones who are being adversely affected the most by us no longer talking about the consequences of your actions leading to hell. So how would you discuss that to to try to help the youth? I would break the cycle. Okay. When I say break the cycle, sometimes you have to undo everything that has been learned or taught or believed and literally go to the word and say, this is what the Bible says. Because especially with this generation, they literally have to see it to believe it. Don't come talking to me about what you think, what you thought. No, show it to me. 
So when I would show it to them in the word. After I show it to you, that's my proof. So now I can build on my proof to say, all right, this is what the word say. Now talk to me. And stop this ideal that because you have grace, you do not have to live a righteous life. Grace is definitely needed. We all need it. We appreciate it. But you still have a cost to pay. Jesus carried the cross. So do you. You can't just sit and and say, oh, I got my grace in my back pocket. So let me go out here and I'm about to live. That's no such thing. That's a fantasy world. And you are going to wake up from La La Land and find yourself in hell. And when you sit in there, I remember one of my cousins, he passed away now. He used to say when, when he seen this, oh, you you still out here doing that partying? You going to hell. He would say it just like that. And I'd be like, why would you tell me I'm going to hell? But it's true. And he would say, your grace means nothing when you know better and you refuse to do it. Your grace is just a cover-up of your filth. It comes to a point in time that you have to make a decision outside of your grace to be better. And if you make a conscious decision that I want to deny Christ and I want to do my own thing, then you have made your election sure. So get ready for a hell of a ride. (laughs) Pun intended. Your waiters and waitresses will be here all week. Oh, yo, sorry. We'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out. Um, thank you for listening. To- <laughs> Man, y'all have been dropping gems today. I don't even know if we need closing statements. To- y'all didn't close the show down at least four or five times. So I'm, 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 I'm okay. <laughs> Man, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. But it's, you know what, though? Feels good to have a crew back. And then when Stephen here... He really be like, I mean, it's like we got the Trinity today, but we need the four horsemen. Come on right, back, right, Steph. Right. We miss you. So uh, we're going to go ahead and um, close this out. But before we close this out, hold on one second. Before we close this out, does anybody have any to block is hot? I absolutely do. Because that music means Hold the on, block, is, block hot. is hot. too. Okay, okay. Go, go ahead, Shonda. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, Shonda. I saw something the other day that absolutely disturbed me. Okay. And it's one of my favorite people on the planet, Bishop Noel Jones. Bishop Jones proposed to Loretta. What? After 28 years almost 30 years his birthday was this week too he, he turned, turned 72 70. and yeah. he proposed to her on <laughs> on his birthday first of all i love bishop noel jones he throws some words out there that you have to look them up to understand what he meant his proposal didn't reflect that let's let's just start there you definitely could have proposed to her better than that after making her wait uh almost 30 years and what in the hell would make somebody wait 30 years for a proposal. The devil is a whole lie. 30 years, ma'am, sir, he don't love you. I'm sorry. There's no way 
you're going to make somebody that you love wait 30 years to commit. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. If you're with somebody and it's been eight years, they, they're not that into you. I mean, these people proposing after one year, six months. Absolutely. 28 years. And I don't know if you all watched The Preachers of L.A. I watched. I remember. She I remember. was on there. He yeah, said I remember. some hurtful things. And he told her he wasn't going to marry her. And embarrassed I been, her. I would have been got my suitcase been Absolutely. on out the door. Oh, yeah. No, that was that was heavy. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't hear about the proposal, but now I'm definitely yeah. going to look it up. There is no way you should ever stay where you're not wanted. mm, mm. Mm-hmm. thinking that if I marry, if I stay here and marry Eventually. them, they're going to want you. If he hasn't wanted you in 28 years, it's marrying him on his deathbed girl. while he's watching the clock is not going to make him want you. Okay. Convenience right. only. Man. Okay. I didn't have the volume turned up on that Jamaican air horn. Sorry about that. I'll... Lauren? So we talked about this a little bit off the air. Okay. But I want the viewers, when y'all listen to this podcast, I want y'all to sit down and talk to y'all friends about this, okay? Okay. Kiera Sheard <laughs> did an interview that said that her friends are not allowed to sleep at her house when they come in town to visit. They have to go to a hotel. I seen another video of uh, it's it's a girl. She has a local podcast here, and she said that. Kier, she is saying that showed and, and talked more to her character and her self-esteem than it actually did to her husband or her friends. Now, everybody not a loose goose, but there are some roaming around. Who? Loose goose. So, my stance is I agree. I, I, I get it. First off, when I was growing up, I don't care if I was at home. I don't care if I, I live with my grandmother. Number one, her sisters wasn't coming to spend a night. Her, her kids could. You can come in, the grandchildren. Y'all can come spend a night. Y'all can come stay. You can make a paddle on the floor, but you got to go stay in the hotel because my home is my safe haven. This, this is where I actually come here to relax. Right. I'm not walking on my tippy toes at my house. What y'all think? I'm tripping. <laughs> no, I, I, I got, I got opinions, but there's several within that. That, that's literally a whole nother show. Mm. I'm, I'm just literally a whole nother show because I can see all of the pros and a few of the cons and things like that. Um, so I trust me, but I, I can understand because then it, it starts to talk about the nature of people. Yeah. The nature of your spouse, the nature yeah. of your friends, and things like that. You know, so it it it, it, it that that can touch a lot of a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna bag my girl up. I, I'm not not backing no, her no, up. No, I don't think you are. Okay, this is for the viewers. Okay, not okay, for you. okay. And you can you know edit this out if you need. To. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna edit. But I'm gonna anything. say it like I feel it. I'd rather get you a hotel than find out later you was some hotel. Me setting the boundary doesn't reflect my insecurity at all. Especially, they've only been married a year. Right. Mama, you get your coat. Friend, I'll meet y'all at the hotel. Yeah, and if you I'll can't meet respect you there. that, then maybe you had something in mind anyway. Me setting this boundary shouldn't upset you. You should say, I understand. 
And if you can't do that, enjoy the hotel. See y'all Pay next for it time. Yourself. See y'all next visit. <laughs> I'll write you a postcard. Man, I need to take the temperature in here because y'all is <laughs> boiling today. No, we just missed each other. No, no. You know. <laughs> and that was today's edition of The Block is Hot. And the block was definitely, and then you definitely. The, the skirt. <laughs> <laughs> the block was definitely, definitely hot. So when y'all hear that music, just know it's time for the block. <laughs> the block is hot. So we're going to go ahead and close out this episode. We want to thank you all for listening. I'll start with you, Lolo. The only thing I want to leave with you guys is that. Never be fooled into believing something that you know is truth. I don't care if it comes from your leader. I don't care if it comes from a family member that you just love to death. You have to build a relationship with Christ on your own so that you can make sure you are not being led astray. Until you have a relationship with Christ and things are brought to you, the topic of heaven, hell, prosperity, healing, you always need to go and check into the word of God for yourself. Do the research yourself so that you don't find yourself in a mess because you followed a man who was also trying to find their own way. So allow God to lead you in every single step that you take. And I promise you, you will be where you need to be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Rabbi? Um, one, one of the best aids um, or defenses that we all have is relationship. That's where you learn what I like, what I don't like. Um, you learn what I would do, what I wouldn't do, what I would say, what I wouldn't say. And I don't have to be in the room for that once relationship is established. It's the same way with God. You spend time with him. You learn to love what he loves. You learn to hate what he hates. The caveat right here is what God hates will never be a person. So remember that. The Holy Spirit speaks direct truth in love. The devil tries to seduce you or guilt you away from what you already know. So whenever you find yourself battling and there's a war that's going on between your soul and your spirit or in your, between your mind and your spirit, pay attention to what you're being seduced into or what you're being lulled into. Look at the two opinions that you're halting between. One you know is truth. The other one you're being seduced into. So don't follow that spirit of seduction because it will certainly lead you straight to hell. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Always finishing strong. I don't even I don't even know if I should say much today. No. Um just real quick. Um I had a opportunity to interview a woman uh this past week um for my company and the interview turned into pretty much an hour and 45 minutes of us talking about God and his grace and mercy and love and just a, a, a flat out just I mean just session of us just fellowshipping with one another. And 
you know, at the end of the day, what we have to remember, and I think what we lost in all of this is that fellowship is about helping your brother or your sister in a time of need. And that time of need doesn't necessarily mean that they need money or need sustenance, but that they just need to hear the word of God. And when we're giving the complete utter truth of the word of God, we have to give the complete utter truth of the word of God. We have to give the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, everything. Because the Bible says that the road to hell is wide and long and the road to salvation is short and narrow. And with that being said, I just want to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, thank you for listening and God bless.